Oh, Richard's going to let me sing with him. So praise God. Let's sing together this morning. Can you turn the lights down so we can just worship God for a minute?
Jesus, I'm not who I used to be. You are so worthy to be in this God redeemed. Somebody give our next level band a big round of applause. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. I just want to say real quick how a, what a blessing it is for pastors singing with us today. Give it up for this band right here. He's the worship leader under the Lord. Look good, amen. Praise God for Richard, Donnie, and Mary, and Jana, all the guys in our BJ, and man, Todd. Oni, John, all those that have been given that gift of singing, and thank God for them this morning, amen. Man, something was just heavy on my heart this morning, and I started putting this thing together in my truck, and I, I thank God that he loves me even though I'm not perfect. But that's not an excuse, Tammy, for me not to try to be perfect. Because the Bible says, Donnie, that you are to be perfect because you're Father in heaven is perfect, so I'm to be working on my relationship, working on my character, working on who I am in Christ. Too many people give an excuse for their shortcomings. Listen, God is tired of hearing our excuses, folks. God wants to hear from us, but not making excuses. He wants to hear from us when we say, Lord, help me to not get angry when somebody cuts me off in traffic. Lord, help me not to lose my mind when my kids get out of line. Lord, help me, Lord. Help me to be right with my wife. Help me to be right with my coworkers. Help me be right. God, God is here for us. He don't want to hear our excuses, but he does want to hear from us. I was thinking about it. How many of you think that you're pretty good people, that you're pretty good Christians? How many think that you're a pretty good Christian, that you're a pretty good person, that, that you know, that being a Christian is something that you put in your heart, that you live out every day, that, that you want the whole world to know that you're a Christian? Well, Christian is a man-made word. I want to let you in on a secret. It's a man-made word. It's what the world called followers of Jesus Christ. They, that word is only found in the Bible three times, Christian. And, and, and Paul is talking about followers of Jesus Christ. When he starts to talk about being a Christian, it's only mentioned three times. I want to let you in on another secret this morning. Not that I know more than you. I have to get in my Bible and I have to find this stuff. I want you to know right now that I'm just learning as we go. Come on, somebody, say that with me. Learning as we go. Come on, somebody, I didn't hear you touch somebody and say, learning as we go. The word Christian is only found three times in the Bible, and Jesus never called you a Christian. But you take it upon yourself to call yourself a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ. But let me tell you what the Lord said you were. Let me tell you what Jesus Christ himself said that you were. Open up your Bibles if you brought one this morning to Matthew 5. Got my Bible? Can you turn me up just a little bit, brother? One day, verse 1. I want to show you what Jesus said that you were. 
Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount. Does somebody say, I'm glad I came to church? Jesus never called us to be Christians. He called us to be salty. He called us to be light. Matthew 5, verse 1. One day as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. Now watch this, folks, right there. He began to teach them. How many disciples did he have? He began to teach them. Them 12 were being taught what the church is supposed to look like, what the church is supposed to act like. Them 12 were taught what you and I are supposed to follow, what you and I are supposed to example, what you and I are supposed to look like. We're not supposed to look like Christians. Can I say that to you right now? We're not supposed to look like Christians. And I like to say this, that word is used too loosely today in America. Somebody asked me one time, I said, Brother Mark, when you tell people that you love them, do you love them? You bet I love them because the Lord called me to love them. Do I like them all the time? No, I don't like them all the time. But I'm called to love them. And I'm not going to let them detect why I love them or what for I love them. I'm just speaking English. This is cowboy land. Why or what for? I'm called by God to love my neighbor as myself. Oh, my goodness, somebody hear me this morning. One day as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down, and his disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. Now, listen, this is what you're supposed to look like. God bless those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they have been comforted. God blesses those who are humble. For they will inherit the earth. God blesses those who hungry and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Now let me tell you what a Christian looks like real quick, right there. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Listen, they're poor. They mourn a lot. They're humbled. They're hungry and thirsty. They're merciful. They're pure at heart. They work for peace. Hey, if you're a Christian, you're supposed to work for peace. Not strife. Not fighting. Not confusion, not this is what you're supposed to look like. God blesses those who are poor, those who mourn, those who are humble. They will inherit the earth. Those who are thirsty for justice, those who are merciful, those whose hearts are pure, those who work for peace, they will be called children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for they will seek heaven. I was thinking about that. That don't sound too good. Being mocked, being persecuted, being poor, mourning a lot. 
Man, will we have signed up for this walk with Jesus Christ if we'd have read that first? I'm not sure so many of us would have signed up for the persecution part. Because some of y'all just run at the first sign of trouble. Some of your marriages, they go through something, and man, you're out, I'll get divorced. Some of your relationships with your church or with your friends, man, they don't do what you like. They don't say what you want them to say. Then bam, you're out. You're not trying to be peacemakers. Boy, I love this because we're not called to be Christians, church family. We're called to be salt. And I was thinking about that. Let me read. Let me keep reading. God blesses you when you are mocked, when you are persecuted, when you are lied about and said all courts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad about it. For great is your reward in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted the same way. Verse 13, this is what Jesus said. This ain't what man said. This is what Jesus said. Touch somebody and say, this is what Jesus said. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? We'll be thrown out and trampled under feet and be worthless. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise who? I wish I had a church that would say that with me, your heavenly Father. Jesus never called us to be Christians. He called us to be salty. I had my son go back home this morning. He was already here. He was feeding horses. He was, he was getting ready for church. He was dressed up. I said, son, Daddy needs you. What do you need, Daddy? Daddy, can you go, get, can you go home and get Daddy's picture that hangs above his dresser? I believe this is what Jesus says we're supposed to look like. This picture of this old cowboy. This old wore-out cowboy. These old wore-out cowboys that we see. At these old wore-out Christians. They don't always look pretty. I love this. I, 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 Mary got me this picture. And I hung it up in my, above my dresser. So when I get my underwear out of the drawer, I look up there. I get my socks out the drawer, I look up there. When I'm looking for a T-shirt, I look up there, and here's what it says. It says, I will, here's what a Christian, here's what the Lord says. We're to be salt. We're to be, we're to be salt. We're to be salty. We're to be the light. I believe that this is a picture of a Christian, and this is, this is my heart right here. I will search for the lost, and I will bring back the strays. Y'all can pass this around, look at it if you want to. I'll, I'll set it back here. You can come up there and look at it. I thank you for that picture. I love that picture. It's one of my favorite pictures. It ain't got a frame yet. We're trying to find a frame for it. But I, I want to say this. I believe that's a perfect picture of what yours and my life is supposed to be. We're supposed to go out and look for the lost by being salty. Can I share with you my, my perspective on being salty? Now, y'all know I got a 10th grade education. I'm not a very smart man, so I had to. I, I, I was thinking about being called salty. I was thinking about being called light. How many of us, listen to me, I want to get your mind right real quick. I won't keep you more than 10 more minutes. Listen to me. 
I want to get your mind right. If we're all to be called Christians, how many have been turned off by Christians? How many have left churches because of Christians? How many have been, been, been taken advantage of by Christians? How many have had their money taken, their time, or a possession, or a family member taken by someone who called themselves a Christian? That's why it's only mentioned three times in the, in the Bible. You and I, Rayford, are not called to be Christians. We're called to be salty. Salty. That's a good word. Say that with me. Salty. Say it again. Salty. Say it again. You and I are called to be salty. I'm not saying that all Christians, all followers will take advantage of you, but I have seen and heard and felt and held people who have been hurt by other Christian people. Jesus said that we were to be salty. What does a salty person look like, Rachel? What does a salty person look like? Uh, this is just my, 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 my thoughts. I, I, I hadn't been in church a long, long time. I ain't one of those preachers that's been in church for my whole life. Uh, I, I, but I, I was thinking that, that I know what salt to me, I, I can understand what salt means. H how many know that salt don't always taste good? Put some on your hand and just put it in your mouth. Sometimes salt don't always feel good. How many have ever had a cut, an open wound, and then some salt got in there? It hurts. I believe telling people the truth as a Christian, as a salty person, ain't always something they want to hear. Sometimes we're to go to this world and be honest with them. God called you and I to be salty. Now, listen, it don't always taste good when you got to look somebody in the face and say, you're not living right. You got to look somebody in the face and say, look, the choices that you're making, you're going to hell. Sometimes, as a salty Christian, you and I got to have some backbone, some spine. You and I got to call it for what we see it. Sometimes you and I got to be called a cowboy. If you know your sons and daughters are not living right, then you need to be salty and get in their face and say, look, mom and daddy says, as for my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So you're not going to go and do things that are unbecoming and bring that crap back to my house. I said crap in church. Mary will get on me later. Sometimes, sometimes I lose friends, Miss Lita. Sometimes I lose church members, folks. Because when they come in for counseling and they want me to make them feel good about their sin, and I just call sin for what it is. Sin. And when you call sin for what it is, and people want to justify why they sin and the reasons why they sin, why they're living in sin, why they're, they're living together and they're not married, why they're living together and, and they're raising families. When they, God says it's so easy to get married. All you got to do is go find a church, find a preacher, go to the courthouse. Get that sin out of your life this morning. Hey, my house is going to serve the Lord. And sometimes you got to tell people that. Why ain't everything working out for me, Brother Mark? Well, if you'd stop lying, because I'm salty. If you stop lying all the time, tell the truth sometime. The truth will set you free. Man, this is stepping on some toes because y'all quiet as a mug up in here. How come I can't find anybody true in my life, Brother Mark? How come I can't find somebody that will really be there for me? Well, if you stop gossiping about them behind their back. Sometimes being a salty person, it don't feel good. 
But let me say something else I've learned about salt. It preserves things. How many would love to have that friend in their life, that mate in their life, that would tell them the truth, that would want to do that and help them, that want to do that preserve them, that would want to do that and, and save their life? If you knew, listen to me, if you knew that Brother Todd, come here, Brother Todd, you're dressed too pretty this morning. Hurry up, brother. Lay down right here on that little cross thing. Lay down on your back that way, yeah, like facing me, facing the cross. Yeah. Hey, y'all four, stand up. Y'all four, stand up. Come right here line up in a single file line. Single file right behind this lady, right behind this lady. If you knew that this brother was headed for hell, that the long black train was about to run him over, hey, you two, you two, would y'all help him get off the track? Help him get off the track. Drag him off the track. What do you wait? Get up and drag y'all. Run him over. They don't care. They don't care. Y'all going to get him off? Tabitha, you just going to let him sit there, huh? Can I say this in English? This is good. In English, a real salty person that loves Jesus is going to go pick up his friend who's smoking crack who's getting out of prison, and they're going to look them in the eye and say, you're going to die if you don't change your ways. A real salty person will look at another person, even in church, and say, look, God has something more for you. But you've got to quit looking for love in all the wrong places. Hey, they don't talk like this in most churches, but we're pretty salty around here. Because why? Because why? Because the way to heaven is is narrow and the way of destruction is broad and if we don't start being salty if we don't start getting in, in, in the world's face and stop sugarcoating what these people are doing listen to me god loves us all he wants us to be salty so he's going to protect us when we got to tell the truth but let me say this you don't do it in an ugly boastful manner you do it out of love Hey, watch this, Alan. How many times have we seen those Christians get saved and then they want to condemn us all the time? When I'm holding you accountable or you're holding me accountable, we need to do it in love. When we're talking with our brothers and sisters, when we're talking to our family members, when our wife is, 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 is or my, our husband or our friends are headed down the broad path, we need to walk over there and say, look, man, that road is leading you to hell. I love you enough to come over here and pull you off the track. I love you enough to save your life. I want to go to heaven looking like this cowboy. Wore out. Wore out from being so salty. I was thinking about it. Just being a cowboy, working on the four sevens, working on, on, on the 5J, working in feedlots most of my life. I, I, I was thinking about it. Uh, what does a cowboy look like? They're the, uh, a Christian. What a cowboy, cowgirl, what a Christian, what a salty person looks like. They don't matter what time of day it is. They go when God calls. This cowboy here, he probably got up at the crack of dawn, was the first one on the job and the last one to leave. He was probably there. He was probably out there in the pasture. He was probably in the sun. He was in the cold. He was in the wet. He was in the rain. He was out there when nobody else was out there doing God's work. The salty ones, now listen to me, they're the ones that are going to stay out there. 
and seek and save those which were lost. You know, we're called to be the salt. Listen to me this morning. A salty person will be there with you till the end. They're going to stand up for you even when it hurts and no one else will. They're going to stick it out even when everybody else goes away. What does it mean to be salty? You take a look at this old cowboy right here. It takes perseverance, determination, fortitude, backbone, staying in church, reading your Bible, standing up and putting your hands in the air and saying, God, thank you so much for getting me through another week because this last week was hell. Anybody had a hellish week? You know, a salty, sometimes you just got to be right in the wound and tell the truth so that that person may understand that, you know what, I'm in pain today, but tomorrow I'm healed. So we're called, one, to be salty, and the second thing we're called is to be the light. I'm done. Listen. What does it mean to be the light? Think about that cowboy right there. The first one up and the last one in. You're called to always go, always do whatever God has called you to do. If you're called to be the light, you've got to go in the dark spots. You can't always come in church and be the light. Sometimes you've got to go in the neighborhood and be the light. Sometimes you've got to go in the arena and be the light. Sometimes you've got to get on your motorcycle and go be the light. Sometimes you're called to go into a nursing home, a hospital, and be the light. Sometimes you're called to be a light in your own family. I've always been a runner. If I had troubles, I ran. If I didn't like what was going on, I just left. Any runners in the house? Uh, you run. Every time trouble comes, you just get away. Every time. I've always, if I didn't like what was going on, I'd just leave. One time I wrote $40,000 worth of hot checks and left. That's what got me in prison. I wrote $40,000 worth of hot checks. I didn't like my life. I said, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to California. I'm going to rodeo down there. I'll pay it all back. Everything will be good one day. But I'm just going to get out of here because if I don't get out of here, I'm either going to kill somebody or kill myself. So I was a runner. I was a runner. I wasn't shining no light. God stuck me in prison in a little four-by-eight cell where it was dark. And someone gave me a Bible. Someone gave me a Bible, Kenneth Copeland's Ministries. Kenneth Copeland's Ministries at Christmas time. They came through and somebody gave me a Bible. I didn't go to prison with the Bible. Somebody came and it was dark. It was early in the morning. It was like 4 a.m. And they cracked the light on and they opened up this little food thing, Vicky, that they feed you through. It's like, bam, and they stick you a tray in there. And somebody stuck their head back and said, would you like a Bible? Yeah, I'll take a Bible. And I took that Bible. And I opened it up, and the first thing I read was Matthew 5. You're to be the salt of the world. You're to be the light. In that little jail cell, that, that prison cell that I was in, it was dark in there. I couldn't hardly make out the words. But as I began to pray, and I began to cry, and I began to ask God to deal with my sin, He began to reveal to me through light what was wrong in my life. Can I say that to you? God will reveal through light what is dark in your life. 
that makes sense? Anybody that makes sense? Think about it. God will shine a light in the darkest situations. They'll come through like a ray of hope. How many can thank God for those people in your life that will send a Bible to you? That will come over and pray with you when you need them. That will be there on the other end of the phone when all hell's breaking loose. Somebody ought to praise God that there are lights out there that you can go over and sit on their porch and just cry your eyes out. That you can get on your horse and ride off in the pasture and tell them your troubles. And they'll say everything's going to be okay. God is on the throne. God says you and I are to be the salt and the light. Wow. Light always comes through when you're at the end of your rope. Anybody ever been at the end of the rope? Thank God that God saw you there. And some of you may be at your end of your rope right now. God sees you, and he brought you here to a place that's lit up this morning, a place that can help you to a man who knows everything that's going on in your life. And his name is Jesus. And he wants to have a relationship with all of us this morning. Somebody hear me this morning. I said all of us. I'm done. I got some new business cards made. I'm having them made. I don't know if they're done yet. And I was looking for something to put on the front of that card. I thought about putting this old mug right here on the front of that car. And, uh, but I didn't. I, I put a logo on the front and put Canyon Creek Cowboy Church. But I wanted to put something on the front of that business card that said, you know, Saltgrass Cowboy Church is with us this morning. Give them a big round of applause. Amen. I, uh, I, uh, I wanted to put something, Jerry, on the front of our business card that said, You're the, we're the church of the community. We're here making a difference. We're the church of the community. Look us up. We're the church. We're the church for you. We're the church. We're the church. We're the Christians. We're the we're the we're the we're the biggest. We're the loudest. We're the we're we're, we're doing more. I wanted to put something out there that said that, but man, God just took that away from me. And I'll tell you what I put on our new business cards and what's going to say on our new sign out there. A place where you're included and not excluded. No matter where you come from, what you look like, what color you are, God loves us all. So I just want to encourage you guys today to start being salt and to start being light. I know you can do it because if I can do it, you can do it. If others can do it, you can do it. Just think about us. We're those 12 that God was talking to this morning. Let's pray together. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you today. The entire Bible can be summed up with one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Father, help us to be salty.
Help us to get rid of that word, Christian, and stop using it so loosely. I think when you're salty and I think when you're light, you don't have to tell nobody you're a Christian. I think when you're salty and I think when you're a light, you don't have to have a cross on the back of your truck. I think when you're salty and when you're light, you don't have to have a Bible on your dash. I just think you've got to sum it up with loving your neighbor as you love the Lord. Lord, I just pray for this church, this body here, that they would seek and save those that were lost, those that have gone astray, those that are coming from other churches and other places, Father. I would pray right now in Jesus' name for churches around the world to stop watering down the message, stop trying to please everybody, and seek to please you, Lord. Father, I pray for churches around the world right now that the pastors and the people and the worship in those churches would begin to be salty and would begin to bring light into all those places that are dark. Let me ask you this morning, are you going through a dark thing right now? My Lord and Savior can shine a light in it. Ask Him to come into that place right now. Maybe ask Him to come into your heart. If you've never asked Jesus into your life, pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, come into my life today. Shine a light in my heart today, Lord. Take up residence in my heart today. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I'm going to serve you from this day forward. Lord, I give you my heart. I know that I'm a sinner, but I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And that three days later you rose. Come into my heart and live. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. If you prayed that with me, let me see your hand. Slip it up when nobody's looking. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Praise God for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Come on, church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for those ten. You just raised your hand. You just gave your life to the Lord. God has such a big future in mind with you in it. Lord, fix their situation. Lord, let them know this church body loves them. I want to say one more prayer for those who have slipped off and allowed darkness and sin back into their life. Hey, you're stray now. You're a lost sheep. You're a stray. You've allowed sin back in your life. We're roping you out of that this morning. We're dragging you out of that fire this morning. Come back home. Hey, Stray, come back home. God loves you. Come back home. Rededicate your life to the Lord this morning. Just pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, what I've been doing, the things I've been watching, the things I've been saying, I know that they're not pleasing to you. Father, bring me away from that stuff. Please help me, Lord. Bring me away from that stuff that I may serve you with my whole heart, my whole mind, and my whole body. In Jesus' mighty name, we all said amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.